Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm so excited for today's guest interview with Dr. Bradley Nelson, author of The Emotion Code and now The Body Code. We actually had this interview a few months back and I have been so anxiously awaiting the release date now that his book, The Body Code, is officially out and available for purchase. I wanted to make sure that we released this interview after the book had already been released so that you guys can go and buy it immediately if you're interested. Both of his books are linked in the show notes and I just have to say I feel so unbelievably lucky and grateful that I was able to have Dr. Nelson on the Crescent podcast to share his knowledge, his experience, and I'm just super grateful that I got to ask him a couple personal questions that I had on my mind that I was looking for his input on. We talk about repressed emotions, which all of the regular Crescent listeners, you guys know, this is a very common topic we're talking about here at the Crescent that I talk about with my own clients. We talk about the subconscious and how he uses the subconscious mind to test for imbalances. He mentions the six categories of imbalances that the new body code book looks at and so, so much more. So with that, please enjoy this interview with Dr. Bradley Nelson. Well, Dr. Nelson, welcome to the Crescent Podcast and community. Thanks, Leanne. Great to be here. For anyone who maybe hasn't heard of the Emotion Code, can you touch on some of the core concepts of trapped emotions, how that dis-ease can maybe lead to disease? And one of the questions I really want to hone in on here is the downward cascade, because I think a lot of people think of emotions as very intangible things. They don't realize that this is a very real thing that can be mapped in the body. There's energetic frequencies with each emotion and there can be a very real downward cascade when emotions get trapped within us. But could you explain that for us a little bit and what that looks like? Well, absolutely. Uh, What I found when I was in practice uh, down in um, your neck of the woods down there in Orange County, I practiced uh, for roughly uh, 20 years or so in total, give or take. And uh, what I found was that um, all of my patients, I came to realize this over over years of practice, that uh, all of my patients, no matter how young or old they were, and no matter what they were suffering from, whether it was something mental or physical or emotional, they all had something in common, and that was what I came to call their emotional baggage. And emotional baggage is the energy that is left behind when we swallow an emotion. We don't want to go there, for example, so we bury that emotion. It comes back to haunt us later. 
uh, or if um, something happens to us and we become very, we amplify that emotion more than it should be. So we become very angry or instead of just a little bit angry or we become very resentful or, uh, or whatever it might be. And so you see, everything is energy. The body itself is nothing but a very complex energy field. And um, so when you're feeling an intense emotion, what's going on is you are, you're feeling a different vibration, a different uh, frequency of energy. And you alluded to this a moment ago. Uh, every emotion has its own frequency, its own vibration. And um, really, when you get right down to it, uh, everything in the universe is made of just one thing. And that one thing is energy. Um, these bodies of ours seem very solid. They have a certain amount of weight and so on. You know, you take your hand and you slap it down on a desk, makes a nice thunk sound. But the reality of it is these bodies of ours are really more uh, force fields than anything else. Um, to make a point, uh, a few years ago, some quantum physicists figured out, just made a calculation. They said, well, you know, you could put all seven or eight billion people in the world uh, if you could remove all the empty space from their bodies uh, so that there's nothing left but just pure energy. You could fit everybody on Earth into a box the size of a sugar cube. Oh, my gosh. And, um, yeah, so it's it's strange. The reality of our existence is not what we think. Uh, it's and you talk to any quantum physicist, and they will tell you that that's absolutely true. So um, emotions are a very common form of disrupting or disruptive energy that we feel that then uh, ends up becoming trapped in our bodies. And it's an amazing thing. During those years that I was in practice, I found that removing the emotional baggage from my patients was the single most important thing that I did for them. And, uh, and these are people coming in with migraine headaches, you know, with neck pain, with herniated discs, with knee pain, uh, low back pain, with digestive problems and colitis and Crohn's disease and liver problems and asthma and uh, depression, and anxiety and phobias and panic attacks and PTSD and eating disorders. And I found that all of them had this in common, that their symptoms were being caused in many cases just by their emotional baggage. But in every case, I found that emotional baggage was a component. And so I came to the conclusion over the, over the years that, uh, that when we have some kind of a physical or mental or emotional symptom, uh, there's emotional baggage that is underlying that. Now that's not to say that emotional baggage is the cause of all disease, but what I found was that it is present in every disease that I saw over all those years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been 30, I think 34, 35 years now since I started out. And, um, and it's, it's, it's still the same. It's really the most amazing thing. The most disruptive factor we are dealing with in our own individual lives is our emotional baggage. You know, think about this. We... We want, to, we want to succeed. We want to have love. We want to have great relationships, right? We want to succeed in business and in life. Uh, what's blocking us, the single biggest thing that's blocking us, that's in our way, is our emotional baggage. That, the emotional uh, energies that we're dragging around behind us, in a sense, um, from all those emotional experiences that we've been through in our lives. And um, it's really, uh, it's an amazing thing because... Not only do we each have the emotional energy from the experiences that we have been through since the time we were born, 
But sometimes we have emotional baggage that we picked up during the time we were in the womb, typically from what our mother was going through. Uh, we, I think, all have emotional energies that were inherited at the moment of conception uh, that we might be carrying for an ancestor that might be 20 generations back or something. So uh, the emotion code is a way to find all of this kind of uh, emotional energy and release it. So that's, that's why it's so popular because it's easy to do. Anybody can do it. It was really interesting in your book. I was reading, you talk about how, let's say, for example, we have an excess of anger that might then because the liver produces anger and because we're maybe having chronic anger, then we start to see dysfunction in the liver. But a piece that you added in there that I hadn't heard before was when we have a certain repressed emotion, it then also makes it even more likely that we'll experience that emotion more and more than maybe we normally would. And so it right. can become a little bit of this nasty downward spiral that we get caught up in. Well, right, exactly. So um, a, a great example of that uh, was a man that came in to see me many years ago. I was in practice and he came in because he had really severe low back pain. And on a zero to 10 scale of pain, uh, he was a nine at least, nine, he was between a nine and a 10 and had been going on for a number of weeks. And I tested him and the very first thing that I found, and the way we do this is we tap into the subconscious mind and ask questions, which, which sounds very esoteric, but it's actually really simple. Uh, I, very quickly, within about a minute, I was able to determine that part of his pain was being caused by some emotional energy that had become trapped in his body uh, and we have a chart of emotions that we use. It has 60 emotions on it. It's a chart divided into two columns and six rows. So I was able very quickly to determine what row, what column, and I figured out the emotion was anger. And I needed to know more about it according to his subconscious mind. That's a question that we ask. Do we need to know more before we can release this? Hmm. And his subconscious mind said yes. And so uh, I figured out that this had occurred 20 years before. So he immediately spoke up and he said, yeah, he said, I, I know what that's about. You know, 20 years ago, he said, I was working for this company and I was wrongfully accused of something. And I was, it was very upsetting. And I ended up having, you know, I ended up leaving that job and so on, a lot of details. But anyway, uh, he remembered what had happened. Well, he was so angry at that point, 20 years before that um, his body couldn't really deal with that, couldn't really process that emotion. It was so big. And so the energy of that emotion became trapped in his body. And uh, now, 20 years later, he's having all this back pain. Well, you see what happens is when you have a trapped emotion, it's like a little ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a cantaloupe. And what it will do, wherever it lodges, and these can lodge anywhere in the body, wherever they lodge, they will tend to create this distorting effect on the energy field of the body. And so they're interfering because of that. Uh, they're interfering with the chemical reactions taking place within that sphere of energy. They're interfering with the blood flow and the lymph flow to some degree and the, the flow of the acupuncture meridian energy and so on. That's why these things cause physical pain because they're actually distorting the energy field of the body itself. Well, so I released that trapped emotion, which just took literally just probably three seconds and immediately, instantaneously, his pain went from a nine to a zero. And he couldn't believe it. And he, he kept walking around and bending over and exclaiming and twisting this way and that way. He couldn't believe it. Well, a couple of days, and I was grateful that it worked so well, right? This is the kind of thing that we see all the time, okay? All the time. People are seeing this all over the world, 
all over the world. And that's what's driving, you know, this uh, phenomenal success of this uh, method. But the interesting thing about this is uh, a couple of days later, he came back in to see me again for a recheck. And he said, you know, he said, my, my back is still pain-free. I still can't believe it. But he said, you know, he said, when I came in here, I had another problem that I didn't tell you about. He said, for as long as I can remember, I've basically been what you'd call a rageaholic. And uh, he said, hmm. whatever you did to me, he said, I feel really different. He said, you know, I used to be always kind of on the edge. He said, I'm always yelling at my wife and my kids. He said, I, I got to watch the road rage. I'm really kind of a live wire. But he said, since you did that to me, he said, I feel really different. Things that used to set me off, don't set me off. He said, I just feel kind of peaceful. He said, how'd you do that? And at the time, I didn't really understand it. I said, well, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but you see what happens is, think about this guy. He had this ball of anger. If you can imagine, literally, this ball of anger energy in his low back. When I released that, the pain went away. But what else went away was his tendency to fall into that resonance, into that vibration, you see, mm -hmm. of anger. And so, gee, things would happen. They wouldn't set him off like they used to. And um, so, yeah, if you think about it, um, what these trapped emotions do is they, they destabilize our health. And, um, and, uh, and I'm talking about our health mentally and emotionally and physically. So if you think about an airplane flying along um, if that airplane gets into turbulence, it might go into a tailspin. And that's what mm -hmm. happens to a lot of people is they go through some emotional event, they end up developing emotional baggage, and then their health starts to go into this, this tailspin. And a lot of people are actually in that tailspin and they're accumulating more and more imbalances as they're spinning down. And eventually they get enough imbalances and they end up... Um, feeling awful, they go to the doctor, they're diagnosed with some kind of a disease process. Well, the key to healing is to start unwinding that process and getting back out of that tailspin, uh, tailspin and back to the altitude that you were when you started out with, when you started mm -hmm. out. That makes sense? Yeah, oh no, 100%. And this is, I could eat this up because this is what I live and breathe all day long. So I love it. <laughs> I think often sometimes too, we've come into, or we came into, and now maybe we're coming out of it, the age of experts where yeah. it's really a lot of the messaging is don't trust yourself. Don't <laughs> trust what you're feeling. Trust what we're yeah. telling you. And that's exactly right. And I do think most experts really are doing their best with the knowledge that sure. they have. So I'm not trying to say that anyone is intentionally leading people astray, but it's very disempowering. And I think we're coming to an age, thanks to individuals like yourself and so many others, that they're saying, yes, I can be a voice sharing whatever I've accumulated, but I want to give the power back into your hands. Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, um, you see, what's always driven me is this knowledge that the ability to heal lies within each one of us, that each one of us has a birthright because of who we are uh, as children of God, children of the universe, uh, children of that higher power, that creative force, that each one of us has the ability within ourselves to heal ourselves in many ways and to heal our loved ones and heal our family members. And all of the work that I am doing is really about that one thing. It's about giving back that healing birthright to people uh, it's a birthright that we, by and large, have given up, I don't know how many years ago, I mean, ages ago, 
But um, now we're stepping into this new existence where we're realizing what we're capable of. You know, I've, uh, I've said before that uh, when people learn how to do even just the emotion code and, uh, and, you know, if you're using the emotion code and you're on the phone with somebody that you care about and maybe they're on the other side of the planet or several states away and uh, you release a trapped emotion and their pain level suddenly is gone, maybe it was, maybe it was in seven or an eight, now it's a zero suddenly. In that moment, your consciousness expands and you start to realize, wow, gee, I didn't know that that was possible. And then that mind that stretched to a new state never can regain its original shape, they say. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. Oh my gosh, it's so fascinating. <laughs> and it, you know, with for me with clients, the question we, we ask when my client first comes in is, what is the pattern you feel stuck in? And it's usually a behavioral pattern or an emotional pattern. Maybe I'm, mm-hmm. I'm overeating, maybe I'm overspending, maybe I'm stuck in a pattern of depression. And for me, I like to say, number one, if you're stuck in a pattern that you've been trying to break for years, it's a sign that the conscious and the subconscious are misaligned because consciously, you know, you need to shift out of that pattern, but something is keeping you locked. And to the point that you're making, the body and the subconscious is only ever trying to protect us, is only ever trying to help us heal. And so I think so many of us, especially after years of chronic illness, we start to feel like our body has betrayed us. I'm just deficient. Something is inherently wrong with me. And I really try to to share to clients and to my audience. That's not the case at all. Your body loves you so much that it is sending you signal after signal after signal that something's wrong, but we haven't listened or we haven't been able to find the right support, the right resources to fix that issue. And so the messages get just get louder and louder. And that's really what's going on. It's not yeah. the body trying to sabotage you. No, I couldn't agree more. One of the most powerful voices that the subconscious mind has is physical pain. And most physical pain, 90%, now think about this, 90% of all the physical pain that people have is actually due to their emotional baggage. And that might sound impossible and unbelievable, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's just what we have observed over all of these decades of doing this work, that uh, when people are in pain, um, if you check and you find emotional baggage that's an underlying cause and you release it, that pain often will just instantly go away because uh, it's almost like, it's like the check engine light in your car, right? If you're driving down the highway and your check engine light comes on, you know that something's wrong that needs to be addressed. And with our body, uh, our bodies are so much more complex than a car. Uh, the check engine lights that we have are things like pain or depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks or PTSD or eating disorders or self-sabotage of some kind, or there's there some kind of disease process, you know, mm-hmm. digestive problems, asthma, cancer. They're all, all of these things are symptoms. Now, Western medicine is fantastic at uh, acute problems, but Western medicine looks at all of these things I just mentioned as the problem. Oh, you've got migraines. Right. That's the problem. Let's give you a drug to suppress the pain. But the migraine or the cancer, or whatever it might be, the depression or anxiety, those are the symptoms of something else, see, that's going on. And that's how we look at the body. And that really, that brings us really to the body code, I guess, because um, the emotion code is about finding the emotional energies that are stuck 
uh, in your body that are causing problems. But then there can be other things going on as well. And uh, so during the years that I was in practice, um, I, I figured out how I could tap in, how I could talk to the subconscious mind of my patients. And I came to realize that my patients had no conscious understanding of why they were sick or why they'd been diagnosed with this or that, but that their subconscious mind, which is that part of us that keeps us breathing and digests our food and creates millions of new cells every minute and so on, that part of us, that subconscious mind, uh, understands with a perfect understanding what we really need, what's really wrong with us. Uh, there's a list in the mind of every single person in that subconscious mind of the things that need to be done to... Uh, uh, enable them to be totally healthy. And so I just worked by shortening that list, if you will, in the subconscious mm -hmm. mind. And um, and what I found was that uh, that it worked really well. In fact, it worked so well that um, I started seeing people from all over, sometimes even all over the world, people would come to see me and they, most of the time they'd been told, what was motivating them was that they had been told there was no hope for them. They would never, ever get well. So those were the kind mm -hmm. of patients I saw routinely, uh, especially during the last 10 years of my practice. And uh, and I, I didn't know what was really wrong with them. I mean, they, they were all different. Everybody was different, even though a lot of them had this disease or a lot of them had been diagnosed with this, this disease. Every single one of them was totally an individual. And what I would do is just simply tap into the subconscious mind and ask their subconscious mind what the underlying reasons were why they were not feeling well. And what I found was, um, see, I used to be a computer programmer, Leanne, years ago, many years before you were born. And uh, <laughs> back, back when personal computers first came out back in the 19, early 1980s, and I would go into people's businesses and they would buy, they'd have bought a computer, but there was no software back in these early days. And so I would write the software so they could run their business, right? So when I went into chiropractic and became a, uh, a chiropractor and had a practice, I always had a computer there. And as I was learning about the subconscious and finding imbalances that were going on with people, um, luckily I had a computer there because I was able to categorize all these imbalances. And what I found was there are really six different kinds of imbalances that cause all of our problems. And uh, those categories are as follows, okay? Uh, one category is pathogens. You can get some kind of a pathogen in your body or maybe more than one. And I'm talking about viruses, bacteria, fungal infections, mold, parasites, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Those things should not really be in your body and you're not gonna be totally healthy until you get rid of those things, right? Toxins is another uh, kind of imbalance where uh, we might have uh, mercury in our bodies from our mercury fillings when we were kids, or uh, we might have eaten off of um, aluminum pans for a long time. So we might have that or, you know, everybody has toxins in their bodies and the more toxic you are, the less healthy you're going to be able to be, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, another kind of imbalance has to do with the alignment of things, the physical alignment of all the tissues in the body. Another one is, uh, another category is what we call nutrition and lifestyle. If you're deficient in a certain vitamin or mineral, you are not going to be able to, uh, uh, to create certain chemical reactions as well. And so you're not going to be as healthy as you could be. Maybe you're deficient in water or sleep, or maybe you need an herb or an essential oil, something like that. So 
there are a couple of other categories, but that kind of gives you the idea, uh, an idea of how this works. And of course, trapped emotions are into one of those, they're in one of those categories as well. So as time went on in my practice, I was developing this knowledge base that was bigger and bigger. And one of the amazing things that I found was that um, even brand new patients that would come in to see me somehow already knew what was in that database that I was building on a subconscious level. And so I could ask questions about imbalances using this computer database and their subconscious mind would inevitably answer me as if it totally knew and totally understood what was in my database. It was crazy. Um, But we now know, or at least we believe that how it works is uh, the subconscious mind is tied into the database of universal intelligence and uh, it knows exactly what uh, uh, what's in all of uh, what's in the body code at the emotion code and so on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there's so many the two things I love to say really quickly. One is, first of all, it's like a rubric that makes it just so efficient. I think same thing with the emotion code. You've given us this graph that just makes it so quick and efficient for us to identify where are the imbalances. The second right. part of this though is there's kind of there's a few different ways the body communicates with itself, but energy is the fastest, most efficient way that everything is communicating. And so if we're looking at this from a physiological disease prevention or trying to improve something, doing energy testing is the fastest way to identify what's off. And the reason this is so important is I think a lot of Western medicine, we're testing on a physiological level. We're getting blood samples, we're getting stool samples and by the time something is showing up physiologically, it means it's been brewing energetically for probably many, many years. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So not only is it wonderful for us to identify what is off, what has been going on for a while, but it's a, in my opinion, the best form of preventative medicine is if we can start shifting into more and more energetic testing, because you're going to detect imbalances Mm -hmm. far sooner than you will on a physiological level. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, with the body code, for example, one of the things that I learned was that in communicating with a person's subconscious mind, I could ask about the status of any organ or any gland or any tissue. And uh, I came to the conclusion that uh, all of the tissues of the body are actually intelligent uh, on some level. And so you can ask, you know, is your gallbladder happy? And if it's not happy, you'll get a response, by the way, from the subconscious. If that gallbladder is happy and everything is great, you'll get a strong muscle test, strong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, if that gallbladder or the heart or the liver or whatever it is is not happy, then you'll get uh, a different answer. And what that does is that then enables you, it opens the door for you to ask why. Mm-hmm. Why is your liver not, or why is your kidney not happy or your heart or whatever it is? And uh, and then using the body code, you've got these these six different categories of imbalances that you can go to and you can find things. And uh, it's really quite remarkable. I remember um, a a very powerful example of this is a a woman that came in to see me. She was about 22, I think. Young woman, uh, very athletic, but she had been hospitalized for five days with this uh, severe pain in her abdomen. And they had run every test that they could and all the tests were negative. And so finally they said, we, you know, we can't help you. So, um, they released her 
and she still has this terrible pain. So she comes in to see me, and uh, and I worked on her and found some things and uh, corrected, you know, released some trapped emotions and other things. Didn't make any kind of a change in how she was feeling, though. One of the things that I found when I was working on her that first day was that uh, she needed chromium. And uh, so, you know, chromium is useful for blood sugar and so on and to create certain chemical reactions and so on. And so I said, I, I don't have any chromium right now, but I think you need some. You should get some at some point. I didn't really think much about it. I thought it was kind of an incidental finding. So the next yeah. day she comes back in. She's the first patient the next day, first person in the morning. And I mean, she is actually getting worse. Oh. And I remember thinking that she must have appendicitis. They must have missed it in the hospital. I don't know how they could possibly have missed it, but she was really in severe pain. And um, so I didn't know what else to do. So I got out the body code and I started asking questions of her subconscious mind. And out of all the thousands of possibilities in the body code and all the tables and so on, I was taken to a, a table of nutrients. And in the body code, we have, uh, we have all these nutrients and they're broken down by columns and rows, just like trapped emotions are. And uh, very quickly, I was taken to a column and a row and to chromium. And it was only at that moment that I remembered, oh, wait, that showed up yesterday. And I, I told her, I said, look, I don't know why, but your body is telling me, your subconscious mind is telling me that you really seem to need chromium. I, I don't know why, but I said, look, I want you to just leave my office right now, go down the street to the health food store, buy some chromium, ask for water, and go ahead and take some right there, and then come back. And so 20 minutes later, this young, very athletic woman is literally jumping up and down in my waiting room, <laughs> saying, I'm fixed, I'm fixed. <laughs> she said the moment... The, <laughs> The instant that she took that chromium, those tablets, the pain just melted away. It was gone. And she said, how did that work? And I said, well, I have no idea. <laughs> but I said, uh, luckily, your subconscious mind was able to communicate mm -hmm. to me that that's what you needed. And mm -hmm. so we were able to fulfill that need. And your body was manifesting pain, I guess, as a really like a check engine light, letting you know something's wrong. Um, but they didn't figure it out in the hospital. And uh, if I didn't, if I hadn't had the, uh, the body code, I wouldn't have been able to figure it out either. But now think about this. Imagine, think about all the people that you know, all the people, think about yourself and all the people that you know, and think about all the symptoms that these people are having. And all of those symptoms are just their body's check engine lights saying, hey, there's something you need to look at. Mm -hmm. And we now have a way where anybody can find out what those imbalances are and fix those imbalances. It's just so simple. It's uh, that's what the body code is. It's, yeah. It enables anybody to do that kind of thing. It's really easy. Yeah, well, and from a practitioner perspective, because I'm in the middle of a traditional naturopathic program as well, and muscle testing is very prevalent in what we're doing, but they, the way that they approach it is based on the symptomology, based on the intake form and what you're seeing and what you suspect might be going on, do some muscle testing around those areas. But even that can be incredibly inefficient and you can still miss out on something really important. So I just love the gift you have of condensing this information and making it so, so efficient. Well, you know, what I tell people in seminars is that uh, the dumber you are, the better this works. 
because <laughs> you can't like I mean bypass by it. <laughs> well, yeah, because what what I mean by that is that um, sometimes we get overly educated and we uh -huh. think that the answer must be here or must be there. Um, but really, the the truth is that anything can cause anything. And you have to always remember that with this work because because uh, you never know. And even though the last 10 people that you saw, maybe they all had migraine headaches and maybe they all had the same thing, but well, the, the next person that you see could be completely different. Every single person is as mm -hmm. unique as a fingerprint. So you just never know. Mm -hmm. But you know, the beauty yeah. of the, uh, of the body code is that it, it is just so, it is just so simple. And I, and I have to pause here and tell you that I, you know, I mean, I did not really create this this kind of created itself. When I was in practice, uh, it was really an answer to prayer for me to go into the, uh, into the healing arts. It was a very powerful answer to prayer. I thought when I got into practice, I thought to myself, okay, God's gotten me into this. Maybe God will help me now. And so I developed this habit of asking for help with each person that I saw. And uh, it was a totally private, totally personal habit. Nobody knew that I was taking just a moment to try to connect with that higher power to ask for help. Because I believe in that old saying, um, asking you shall receive, right? Knock and it shall be open to you. And so that's what I was doing. And that's really where all of this has come from. It really isn't about me, except that I'm the teacher. And uh, I was the one, for whatever reason, that was chosen to, to bring this work into the world at a time when the world really desperately needs it. I mean, think about... When you think about how, how enslaved mankind has been in so many ways for so many years, mm -hmm. and now we're finally starting to recognize the shackles, and we're starting to realize that uh, you know, we, don't, we don't have to be slaves anymore. We can be free. And that really, I think, is the essence of the world that we're beginning to create now. That's the world where we're going, and I think... Uh, we're going to need sunglasses because it's going to be very, very bright. <laughs> I love that. I love using light as an analogy. Something that really struck me is I remember, I can't remember if it was body code or emotion code because I have been reading them simultaneously, but you uh -huh. mentioned you felt the call or you felt the nudge to create this program. I think it was the emotion code to like condense it all into this. Oh, Right. Yeah. Well, it was actually, it was kind of more than a nudge, really. I See, um, the Emotion Code book came out in, um, I think it was July 2007, the same time, really, as the iPhone, to yeah. kind of orient you. <laughs> and um, and I, I had this vague idea that, um, that eventually I would... Uh, I would teach the body code, this whole system that I developed to doctors, because I thought, wow, this will change their practices and they'll love this. It's so powerful because it had worked so well for me for all those years. And then about a year after the Emotion Code book was published, one morning I woke up and my mind was full of instruction. And the instruction was very specific. The instruction was you need to take everything that you've learned about natural healing and put it into a self-study course that anyone can learn and you need to make it available to everyone everywhere. So that's basically our, our mission statement for our, our business. Uh, you know, we, we're translating the body code. I think it's translated now into probably, I don't even know, maybe 12, 15 languages and we're doing more. Our, our goal is to have it translated into every 
every major language in the world um, mm -hmm. because that's that's what I was told to do. <laughs> so we're trying to do that. <laughs> what really stands out for me, and I think because I resonate with this on some level, not that I'm doing miraculous things like you are, but we we all really do have a purpose. And But I think that because of past experiences, because of past trauma, because of illness, we feel a nudge, we feel the misalignment, but we're not able to answer the call. Or we're in right. a place and we go, I hear that call, I hear that instruction. And that seems really scary and that seems like a lot of work. And I think that there probably are a lot of people who hear a calling and don't respond. What dreams haven't been created? What change in this world hasn't been made because of individuals who didn't answer that call? And by the way, we didn't answer the call because our past trauma is keeping us trapped, our fear, our self-sabotage, our illness, all these things. And that's something I'm so passionate about helping clients free themselves from so that they're completely free to pursue whatever it is they wanna pursue, whether it's just a better relationship with my child or some big, world-changing calling but it's very inspiring to see someone who said i had a calling and that was in 2007 or maybe a year after 2008 and yeah, now 2023 you you stuck with it all that time and i'm sure it was not an easy thing to respond to and to maintain all those years yeah well i sat on that after i had that um that experience and i was given that instruction i i sat on it for about three months just kind of thinking about how much work it was going to be and did i really want to do this i knew i didn't really have much of a choice i mean i could have chosen not to but i knew it was the right thing to do and then i finally got busy and it took me a year of doing nothing else to create the first version of the body code and um you know, now it's an app that people can buy uh, or that it's a, it's a subscription app actually, which makes it really affordable for people. It's online. I'm just grateful that, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy when I stop and think about everything that's happened. And when I look at the, the success of this method around the world, I mean, it is, it's really, uh, really strange, but I mean, my life, everything that's happened to me in my life, it seems like has just prepared me and brought me to this point where I can, bring this work into the world. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not the only person. There are lots of other people. There are lots of other methodologies that are coming out that are enabling people to heal and finally get out of their own way, right? And, um, and you know, what people have said to me before many times is that when they release enough of their emotional baggage, they feel like they're like they shift, like, they, like they're stepping out of this old suit they've been wearing or this old skin that they've been in into this new state of being that is who they really are supposed to be, who they're really meant to be. Isn't that interesting? Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. and that's what you're doing and bravo for yeah. you. That's it. yeah. <laughs> I've experienced this myself and yeah, it's like that internal light gets turned on. Like all of yeah. a sudden, all the magnetism of me gets turned on and rather than subconsciously repelling because of fear, because of low self-worth, because of shame, I'm drawing in, I'm drawing in and I'm like shining out. And it, it really is such a stark difference to go from that place where you feel so trapped consciously and or subconsciously to feeling so free and empowered to pursue whatever it might be really. Yeah, it's exciting, so, okay. isn't it? I mean, oh my gosh, it's, it's just <laughs> the best. And to see that light switch for others 
to see whatever the analogy is, the shackles fall away, the weight lift off their shoulders. Nothing is more fulfilling than that, really. Right. And that's why we have so many people, uh, like we just certified our uh, 10,000th emotion code practitioner, uh, a woman in the UK, uh, happened to be, lives right by Buckingham Palace. And she's, she went through the program and uh, she happened to be the 10,000th person. I don't know where we are now, but I mean, it's more and more people all the time. And it's, it's accelerating because people are realizing the things that you're talking about, that they can have that experience where they're, they're healing someone else's life. And from the effort that they've put in, which a lot of the time is not a whole lot of effort, um, you can see people's lives that's, that begin to transform. And that's so addictive in a, in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, you're helping the world. And see, the world is in, the way I look at it, the world is in labor. The world is trying to give birth to this new world that's trying to come. And meanwhile, there are all these old power structures that are desperate to hold on to their power and keep mankind in darkness and in chains. But, you know, their their days are up. And so um, the earth is going to give birth to this whole new world in a sense. But we help to facilitate that by doing this work, by healing individuals, by helping them to get rid of their baggage so they can step into who they're really meant, who they're supposed to be, who they're meant to be. Right. And so um, that's what's so fun about this. It really is amazing. I just, I pinch myself all the time uh, that I get to even be involved in this. (laughs) Oh, same. Every day I drive to my office, I'm like, I might change someone's life today. What a beautiful opportunity to be able to have. Okay. So I have a couple other seemingly random questions that just were coming up in my mind as I was reading and listening to some other interviews that you were doing. And one that I have thought about for a while is, and I think you, you really put words to this, is this idea, not even this idea, this fact that we all have a field of energy. And you even gave a really specific example, which I think you can measure the magnetic field of the heart from three feet away correctly or accurately. Mm And I, I That's always have to, extra- I, I extrapolate everything. And so the, what I instantly extrapolated that to is not only can we sense others energy, but there's that intelligence as well. And I really do think we can sense when there's someone around us filled with anger, when there's someone around us filled with grief or shame or malicious intent. And yeah. it's one thing to sort of go through your life and sense that, but if we're even looking at it in terms of social media and what can be absorbed through sources like that, through the news, through any number of other things, it starts to go, what energies are we exposing ourselves to on a daily mm. basis? And what effect does that have on us? And what what does it look like to be more intentional with that? So there's well, not a clear question uh, there, but. <laughs> no, but that's that. this is really such a great topic. It's so true that, um, I mean, think about it. If you, if you walk into a room that's dark, you can tell if there's someone else in that room, can't you? You can tell. And uh, you know, what we teach our practitioners is that you, you cannot lie to the subconscious mind of a person that you're working on. You know, if you're only interested as, as the practitioner, as the person that's doing this healing work, if all you're interested is, is in the person's money, that's communicated to their subconscious mind instantaneously. As soon as you start thinking about making, you know, as soon as a person starts thinking about having a session with you, your subconscious mind's talking to theirs. There's this communication going on. 
And so you can't lie to the subconscious. It knows the truth always. And so what we teach our practitioners in, in our certification programs is that you have to come from a place of unconditional love. And if your heart is full of unconditional love for that person that you want to help, and if that's really where you're coming from, and that's really what you want to do is help them, that's communicated and understood perfectly by that heart of theirs, and their defenses fall in, in the face of that unconditional love. And that's when you start to really have great results because when you have unconditional love for those people that you're working with and they can feel that on that subconscious level and and if you combine that with gratitude and expectation gratitude that this is going to help them and expectation that you're going to see this result when you start framing yourself with love and gratitude and expectation, that's when you start to see miracles happen all the time because it's just so incredibly powerful. You know, um, unconditional love is, I think, what is what's ultimately going to save all of us. Uh, it's it's all about unconditional love. I believe that it's the whole reason for our existence is to learn how to love others uh, unconditionally and. A couple things, uh, you know, there was a um, there was an interview that I saw once with a uh, an emergency room doctor, and he said that unlike uh, in the movies or on TV, when someone flatlines and they're they've got no heartbeat anymore, they're gone. Mm-hmm. He said that um, the reality of it is when they hit them with the paddles, you know, clear, boom. He said they're able to resuscitate them and bring them back about 15% of the time. So 85% of the time, they're not coming back. They're dead. And so uh, it's kind of sobering. But he said that sometimes people come back and they say interesting things. And he said one day they had three people in the ER that they all brought back, or they brought all of them back. Uh, Older woman, older man, I think, and then a middle-aged guy. They all said the same thing. He said this day changed his whole life. They all said, why did you bring me back? And then basically they all said that for the first time in their whole life, they felt totally accepted when they got to the other side, when they were dead. Think about that. Now, what does that mean? Well, I've thought about this a lot. And I think that total acceptance, if you can really accept somebody totally, that's the fruit of unconditional love. And when people die and they go to the other side, they often have a life review. Those people that come back and tell about it, you know, they're never ever asked how big of a car did you drive or how big of a house, how much do you have in your bank account? None of that. It's always questions like, well, how much love were you able to develop for your fellow beings in the world and how much knowledge were you able to gain? So I think that clues Mm -hmm. us in on, you know, what's important. Yeah. And what the soul is yearning for, that acceptance. And then the the opposite of that, which is how judgment right and and how indirectly we are not doing that we are forcing people into boxes we are saying here's what's acceptable here's what's not here's how you need to look here's how you shouldn't here's what you should do with your life etc and Mm -hmm. and i think that comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning which is the misalignment and there is just something so corrosive when your soul feels that you're living in misalignment And then there's something so healing and expansive and 
full of ease when we're able to step back into alignment. Yeah, it's joy really is what it is. And uh, I think that's the purpose of our lives is to learn how to have joy. And we have that joy by, by being in alignment and, um, and by ascending. And one of the things that keeps us earthbound in a sense, right? It's like the ballast that we have. A lot of that ballast is our emotional baggage. And as we release that, we become lighter. I mean, people, I can't even tell you how many times people have told me physically, I feel lighter. Well, getting rid of that baggage makes us lighter. We're able to ascend better, right? And um, I mean, imagine, tr try to imagine for a moment what it would be like if you had nothing but just pure, unconditional love for everyone, everyone around you, everybody, no matter, you know, no matter what they might look like, no matter about race or creed or, you know, their sexual orientation, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. Imagine if you could just love them all with this unconditional love. You know, I had, uh, I, I had, if we haven't uh, very much time left, I've got a story I'd like to share with you. It takes just a couple of minutes. Yes, please. Well, um, I had this really powerful experience that is actually at the very, very end of the Body Code book. Um, we lived in Orange County, you know, like I mentioned for a while. And so we weren't too far away from Disneyland and we were raising kids. And uh, so one day, some of the kids talked me into going and taking them, just me and the kids. So I went. And I didn't really want to go very bad, but anyway, there I was. And so I got them in line for a ride and then I went for a walk and I'm walking along and I'm noticing all these people. And I'm seeing people that are large and small and tall and short and all these different people. And I remember thinking, you know, these people don't really mean anything to me. I have, they have, I'm sure they're nice, but they have no meaning for me. I don't really love these people. And I thought, I wonder what it's like for God, for the creator, who we're told loves all of us, loves everybody the same. So I said this prayer and I said, Father, help me to understand what it's like for you because I don't understand it. Um, and you know, I didn't get an answer and I kind of shrugged my shoulders mentally and just went on with my day, right? When I got home, uh, my two younger boys found out that I'd taken some of the other kids to Disneyland without them. And they were relentless. I mean, badgering me. I finally said, okay, I give up. Fine. I'll take you next Saturday. So a week later, like the last thing I want to do in the world, I'm back at Disneyland again with these three younger kids. <laughs> and uh, I got them in line uh, for a ride. And then I took a walk. And uh, as a California adventure in Disneyland, I'm walking over this bridge, right? And as I'm walking along, I'm just kind of lost in thought. And I'm noticing people, you know, some are short and some are tall, some are big, some are small. And I start having those same thoughts again. Gee, I wonder what it's like for our Father in heaven, for God. And all of a sudden, boom, my prayer from the week before was answered. And I'll try to describe this. Uh, it's probably kind of impossible to describe, really. But all of a sudden, I was filled with this absolutely overwhelming, unconditional love for all these people on this bridge. And I looked off to my right and there were at least 200 people standing in line for this ride. And I was filled with this indescribable, pure love for all those people. 
And it this was so far outside of my experience and so far outside my box that in that moment, I felt a sudden sense of panic and instantaneously it was gone. It just shut off instantly, right? But I, I learned a powerful lesson from that, that that, that higher power, you know, I refer to that higher power as father. Uh, we, you know, we have all kinds of different names. It doesn't matter. I think it's all the same. Uh, loves us all unconditionally. And I think we can't even imagine how much uh, we're loved. And um, I think that that higher power is really rooting for us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well and it's the difference between where we're at today which is or i guess like i hear exactly what you're saying which is i can go throughout my day and and recognize that the mere fact that this person sitting in front of me is a human being on this planet is all of the reason i need for them to know that they are totally worthy and deserve my respect and love there's nothing else, but I think we're in a world today that says worth needs to be earned, respect needs to be earned. And I love that. I, I do that as well when I walk around just going like, I you have inherent value that I cannot take away and you don't need right. to earn from me. And even if I disagree with you, even if I feel like you're not someone I want as a part of my everyday life, there is a level of respect and love that is there simply by the fact that you are a human being walking on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Our job is to just love everybody to learn how to do that. If we can learn how to do that, um, then when we get to the other side, I think, uh, I think it's gonna, it, it's, it'll be a really good thing. I think it's the most mm -hmm. important thing we can do really. I think in this, in this world is learn really how to love. And that's why so many people are asked that question when they get to the other side. Well, how much love were you able to develop? And the more baggage you get rid of, the easier it is. So just this, again, this idea of there, there is a, there's a, an immense amount of positive energy and there is also an immense amount of negative energy. And especially as someone who's in the world of healing, who is supporting people, you're coming into contact often with heavy energy maybe with negative energy. And so is there something you do? Because the goal isn't to just never leave our home so we're never exposing ourselves to that. Now with things like social media, maybe we're more intentional, we don't engage in it. But when you maybe know you're going into a conference that there's just gonna be all different kinds of energy, is there is there a prayer you pray? Is there a thought process you go through that kind of goes like, I'm, I don't need to take that on. I'm not gonna let that come into my field or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, if you think about your own vibrational level, uh, there are a couple things that I do. Um, I, I pray routinely all the time and ask for help. And, um, and then the other thing that you can do, whatever situation you're in, you can say silently to someone, I love you, no matter who they are. And when you say that, if it's coming from your heart, even in, in, in a tiny degree, it's picked up by that other person's heart. And, um, and they understand it on a subconscious level, but what it does to you is it just ratchets you up that vibrational scale. Every time you do that, every time you say that to somebody, if you're feeling down, you're feeling really low, try this. Just start telling people uh, how much you love them. And they don't ha you don't have to say anything out loud and they don't have to be in the same room. You can say that to somebody. You can say it silently to somebody and mean it. They can be on the other side of the world 
And instantaneously, they understand that on a subconscious level. It goes right to their heart, from yours to theirs, because that's quantum physics, and that's the reality that we're in. So try that, and it'll, it'll change your state faster than about anything else I know of. I love that. I will, for sure. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong. The body code comes out, is it February 23rd? February 21st, I believe. Yep. 21st. Okay. I was a couple mm -hmm. days off. I'm sure it'll be available everywhere. Books are available. You've also got the app, which I'm so excited to check out myself. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes. I cannot awesome. wait. Awesome. Well, thank you, Leanne. This has really been fun. Yes. Likewise. Thank you so much, Dr. Nelson, for giving all of us. Oh, your you're time. so welcome. Have a wonderful day. 